0: Mangrove, the zero yeah. go, the zero yeah. go, the zero Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And if you aren't already, go ahead and follow and subscribe to Touring the AFC South, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, see iHeartRadio, whatever it may be, go ahead and subscribe. And if you're on Spotify, rate the show, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, rate and Leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, on this episode, we will have 137 pms JL Rucker. You'll definitely not want to miss our conversation as we talk her writing journey. Uh, among other things, definitely is going to be something you want to hear. That'll be later in the show. But up first, as always, we have the Get It Off Your Chest segment. And this Get It Off Your Chest segment Is talking about a Mr. Julio Jones. Now, he didn't have his most eventful season last offseason. Excuse me, last season for the Tennessee Titans. Probably his worst NFL. Uh, Wasn't exactly healthy all the time. Things like that. So, wasn't exactly his best season. But there's still talk about him playing and potentially playing with his former quarterback in Atlanta, that'd be Mr. Matt Ryan. Uh, Now, the Indianapolis Colts do have Michael Pittman Jr., but on the opposite side, there's a bunch of question marks. There's a rookie, Alex Pierce, Alex Pierce, Alex Pierce, I'm sorry, coming in. There's also uh, the thought of T.Y. Hilton potentially coming back. And, I mean, there's uh, Paris Campbell, but Paris Campbell cannot stay healthy and has not throughout the majority of his career. So... There's that thought out there that potentially Julio Jones would decide to come back and play with Matt Ryan. Now, of course, that does sound great. Some people are very excited to hear those type of things. But, you know, and then others, I'm sorry, are trying to retire him already. You know, uh, Julio, just go ahead and retire, go back to Atlanta or just don't come back, things like that. Well, I've heard both sides of it and at this point, you know, ultimately the decision comes down to Julio Jones. Ultimately, a player is going to want to continue to keep playing as long as they're able to have fun playing the game and of course, you know, make money. And after the game is over, it's over. There's usually not a ton of people that retire from football and then decide, "Hey, I'm going to come back." Now, we do know Chris Carter tried it in Miami. After, of course, his career in Minnesota and didn't last too long. And these this day and age there are a lot of people that are retiring and they're retiring earlier as well. And not a lot of them have ever decided to come back, if not any. So Julio definitely you know has to take his time and make his decision if he is going to come back. Nobody really knows because nobody really has heard any inclination either either way as to what he's going to do. However, that decision is totally based up to what he wants to do. I know he probably hears fans and sees um, social media talking about him. No matter what players will tell you, they still pay attention to social media by, by media, by the way. So just wanted to give you that heads up. But anyway, you know, he's probably heard do I want to play? Do you want to do you do want do you want to play? Do I not want to play? Or he's probably heard what he should do in terms of advice from others in terms of people that aren't playing. But ultimately in the end, Julio knows his body. Julio knows if he wants to play and Julio knows what he wants to do. If he wants to come back and play for the Colts and Matt Ryan, hey, there you go. If he wants to come back and play for the Atlanta Falcons again. Sure, go ahead. If he wants to go to some other team that nobody's talking about, hey, by all means, it's your choice. It's totally up to Julio Jones uh, whether he wants to play or not. Now, does that say we don't have opinions about what he should do? Yes, but ultimately, he controls his own destiny and where he wants to go and what he wants what he wants to do. But whatever it is, I hope he's able to make the decision that's best for him. One. And also be able to be happy in that decision all the way out. We'll hopefully either hear or not hear from Julio as the season nears. We'll see what happens. You've been listening to Touring the AFC South. That was our Get It Off Your Chest segment. Right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we will have Miss Jale Ruckham of 1.37 p.m. Here on Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton, we'll be right back. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my, you know, graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image, and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks Of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh. At Joshua Silver's Photography. Handle your personal branding. Business headshots. Portrait or any other photographic need. With great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram. At joshua silvers photography or you can reach him on facebook call joshua silvers photography and get yourself booked today i know i did and he's got me looking great welcome back to touring the afc south i'm your host mike Patton, and of course you know i do step outside the afc south from time to time and the guest for this episode, of course, is a very talented writer for One Thirty Seven PM. I've definitely tuned in, uh, not tuned in, but read uh, a lot of her interviews and a lot of her writing. Definitely very, very talented. And I was like, well, I've got to get her on the show. Talk about this a little bit of style and shoes and a little bit of everything that she does. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce everyone to Miss JL Rucker. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing just fine. Well, I thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule because I see you all the time. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm like, wow. You know, my head's kind of spinning, keeping up with everything you're doing.
1: Yeah, my head spins a little bit, too. Like, I just remembered an hour before I was like, oh, I got to do this. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> well, hey, you know, life happens and it definitely keeps you on the, on the run, right? All right. So, can you tell everyone how did your uh, can I tell everyone about your journey to one thirty seven p.m.
1: Well, um, for those that don't know, I'm sorry if you hear my niece kind of screaming in the background. She's home for the <laughs> summer, um, but um my journey to 137 kind of started a couple of years before that i was on the georgia state side sidelines for basketball and football i was actually the um i guess the first and maybe only because i don't know if anybody who's replaced me a uh, sideline reporter to cover their games for espn 3 and espn plus so like i still consider that to you know as a young black woman to be an accomplishment Um, So that's how I got my start. I did that for three years. And then it was like one day, I guess it was the last day of the season. um, It was like that was when COVID kind of started to hit. It was the night like Rudy Gobert and I think Donovan Mitchell got COVID. And um, it was like that news kind of broke in the middle of our game. And you just saw, it was a, it's one of the strangest moments in my life. It was like a movie where everybody just got quiet and you saw like everybody getting the notification on their phone at the same time and everybody was leaving and stuff like that. So the season ended obviously. And um, I think Georgia state decided that ultimately they weren't going to bring the sideline roll back, which I think is, which I hope they do at some point. But I like in the course of, waiting to see what they were going to do, I just kind of like, I knew I always loved to write. So I, um, at, the, at the time, he could apply for our company because it was like really new and growing and I liked what they were doing. I didn't know it was a Gary B company because they didn't say it till, until like the end. Um, so got the job and it was, it's just been up ever since. <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely has been. I mean, I'm looking around and all the different things that you've done, all the different people you've talked to. And I'm like, wow, she is definitely doing her thing. So yes. I got to ask, um, you know, the video and the writing. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of decide which one you're going to do and who's it going to be on kind of in terms of the videos and, and between the videos and the writing?
1: Um, the, I wanted, are you talking about the NBA series or that I did?
0: Just. Just kind of any any things that you've done video-wise in terms of how do you decide which one you're going to write on as opposed to, you know, I'm going to talk about this one.
1: Well, I noticed that there wasn't really a lot of people in the NBA space that was doing history TikToks, like TikToks on NBA history. So that's kind of what I started doing. And I, you know, I wanted to specifically pull moments that. You know people didn't really remember until you saw it again and you were like oh i remember that like tim duncan hitting the three in game one of the western conference first round against the phoenix suns like a lot of people had forgotten about that um that was one of the videos that i did and then i kind of wanted to do interesting things too like how the chicago bulls they got their theme song in the in the 1980s and it became like their iconic theme, especially with Jordan and the Bulls. And I wanted to kind of do the video games like NBA Jam and kind of go into the history of that. And then I had the idea to do like the NBA players who were on MTV Cribs. So I wanted to make it different and I wanted to make it interesting. And then um, around the time that the playoffs came, I kind of decided that I wanted to transition and do more current stuff and, and kind of make predictions and, you know, kind of go from there. And I think it was a good... First year, I don't know what I'm going to do. Season two, Um, I'm actually, uh, you know, I'm actually going to be entering a unique space in the sport of uh, like in in covering sports. So I don't know if I'm going to do just that again, but it was fun. And in terms of writing, believe it or not, a lot of people reach out to me to. They'll be like, well, how did you, how did you, you know, get this person or interview this person? And just about every single big name person that I that I've interviewed, um, they're PR people reached out to me. So I think I might be doing something right. (laughs) Definitely. Wow. I
0: mean.
1: But as much as I interview, I guess, what you would, you know, like the celebrities or the big name athletes or whatever, I'm also just as proud of like the original pieces that I kind of put together. um, Like, this past weekend, I went to go see the new Elvis movie and I reviewed it from a style perspective, you know, because everybody's going to review the movie. But I was like, you know, let me talk about the style. And so I broke down like each phase of, you know, like of the movie in terms of style. And that was that was fun. That was unique. It was the first time doing that. And I have more in store. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: well, definitely, definitely a unique perspective and a perspective of uh, I would say you're along the creative path. I would
1: say. Yeah, I think I've always been a little bit creative. I've always been a writer. So it's funny because sometimes people are like, you know, like you're working. And I have to remember that I have to, you know, it's good to take time off and things like that because writing has always been something that's creative and therapeutic for me. I remember um, my teacher told uh, my mom once to have me write a lot, you know, and have me do it in my like, spare time, you know, to read and write a lot because she thought I had a gift and that was just something you'd be like okay go right go right and it just came naturally to me and i remember like several years ago i think my freshman year of college i had the flu for like a week and i instead of just watching tv i wrote like a whole film <laughs> like a whole movie that i still would like to do something with at some point so it's just i have to remember like okay sometimes you have to take a break because it doesn't feel like work it's what i've it's what i've been doing like. My whole life, even when I think back to like when I'm doing with style pieces, if I saw a movie that I liked, which as a kid, that was the Cheetah Girls, like I write down like their style and like, what they were wearing. Like I like the outfit in this scene and research it and all that. So it's it's just fun to me.
0: Wow. wow, you definitely you, you definitely bring a unique style and a unique uh, charm to uh, writing, uh, you know, just for the different perspectives that you bring. Um, speaking of someone with a different perspective, you work for Gary V. (laughs) how has his positivity and his, just his aura kind of rubbed off on you since writing for him?
1: Well, the funny thing is my, my interaction with Gary has actually been a little bit limited. Like it's just, we've never met because this entire time we've been remote. So the interactions that I have had with him the the few cuz he's a very busy man it's just been like via DM or you know just like a text chain or, or, or something like that but it's always been very positive but what I say is you know, like I mean I work for somebody who drops f bombs on just about every single video and so that is you know they don't want us to be a super strict journalism platform we're allowed to curse in our articles I don't really we're allowed to curse (laughs) like (laughs) and so um, like sometimes I do sometimes I do but it's you know like I got to write about uh, weed for 420 so I mean I I I just love that creative freedom and I you know I just now that I've I've experienced that it's just like I want to work here Forever, because I couldn't imagine working for any, <laughs> any place else. That's gonna, have me, you know, like that's gonna restrict me once you get that kind of freedom, you know. And then that's the thing about the people that work for Gary Vee is like it's so. I think everybody is just empowered to do whatever they want, whatever they're passion passionate about, as long as it's even if it doesn't hit right away, you know. So it's like as long as you're passionate about it, and you're hard working, and you're good to others, it's like you're pretty much able to do what you want. And there's a reason why, like the people that have worked with him, have been with him for a long time.
0: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I gotta say that that's that's pretty true. And then also, I've gotta ask, since you've been writing for one thirty-seven p.m., what has been the the best experience you've had so far, whether it be uh, writing video or or just anybody responding to what you you've written?
1: Man, I have a feeling that this answer, like, if you if you let's say we did this interview two weeks from now, I think the answer will be different because I'm being I'm going to Vegas for summer league, and it's the first time I've ever. Ah. been. So I have a feeling that's going to probably end up going down as my best experience, um, especially like with where I'm staying at and the fact that I've never been before, and I think I'm gonna hit up that Michael Jackson one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but in terms of what I haven't experienced yet. I would have to say the Red Bull events were pretty fun. I, I my favorite one was going to Houston because I'd never been to Houston before and Houston was very like warm Southern hospitality. It was very nice. I considered moving there just from spending a weekend there. So Houston was <laughs> nice. But I always say Jimmy Butler changed the trajectory of my career being able to interview him, you know because it was nice. like once I got him, it opened up the door to being able to get a lot of other people. To
0: nice nice and, and Jimmy Butler I will say is is probably my favorite player in the NBA at this point so mm-hmm. you know when you when you posted that I was like, okay, I need to read this now <laughs> so I mean that was a very very good article and it wasn't your 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 usual typical article as well which I, mm-hmm. I definitely appreciated it brought brought a different angle to it and, and I was I was definitely enjoyed uh, the work there now I've got to ask also, 137 p.m. Do you know how that name came about?
1: You know, people ask me, and it, it was like I don't really know the answer. I've heard that was the time on the clock when they decided they wanted to, to create this website, um, sort of like Jay Z 444. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. They're like that's that's the mystery. We we really don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Gary
0: V, if you're listening, hey hey, we need to know. We need to know something. Come on now, just at least give us that much. Come on, Gary V. But anyway, uh, we're going to switch over a little bit to uh, a little football talk. Not not too tough on the football talk for this episode, but hey, we still got to talk a little football. We are the AFC South show. We do talk a little football. And I've got to ask, um, who is your favorite team in the NFL?
1: I get asked this question a lot. I do not have one. I've never had one. Ah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a shameless Tom Brady supporter, so I mean, if I go for anybody, I go for him. So I guess you know, like before, that was the Patriots, and I guess I'll be going for him again with Tampa. <laughs> uh, but i i don't have a I don't have a team, like I don't have a football That's team. I just...
0: Hey, it is <laughs> what it is. I I, I totally understand. Uh, you know, well, you know, I don't necessarily, uh, you know. In the AFC South, of course, you know, there are four teams. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say which one I root for or like or anything of that, but there is a particular gentleman in the AFC South, he's a very large human being. His mm-hmm. name is Derek Henry. Now, realize. have you seen the videos of his stiff arms with Josh Norman and then with Earl Thomas spinning mean. him around in the top? Mm-hmm.
1: I have not, you know, I've seen highlights of him. I don't think I've seen that specific
0: video that you're referring to. He's a big man. Um, Can you imagine, can you imagine just seeing that big a man when you're, when you're say, imagine you're a defender and you have to come tackle him. I mean, what would be the thoughts going through your mind at that point?
1: I mean, I'm a competitor. (laughs) I mean, if I were on that field, I would still try, but I'd probably get my butt kicked. <laughs> yeah, bones
0: broken. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would I would say, yeah, he's definitely a guy that's a big guy with a combination of speed and a combination of size that just I don't think the NFL has seen anything like this at all. Uh, or will probably ever see something like this again. So I mean it's 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 very interesting. Um, you know, of course, I do have to talk about. The Atlanta Falcons, Uh, I believe you're you're in the Atlanta area.
1: Not anymore.
0: Um, Oh, not anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I missed something. But anyway, we still Mm -hmm. got to talk about Atlanta here. Now, I call them Titans South. Mm -hmm. Some Atlanta Falcons fans do not like it that I call them Titans South. But they have literally signed maybe like 5 million players from the Tennessee Titans team this offseason. I mean, their head coach is from the Titans. Their defensive coordinator is from the Titans. Mm-hmm. Coordinators from the Titans. I mean, if, if if they had throwback uniforms that were blue, they would pretty much be the Titans. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to me that so many Titans end up down there and become former former Titans to become Falcons. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it, honestly, you you bringing that up is the first time that I've ever really, you know, got mm-hmm. of. Kinda- Realize
0: that, but <laughs> yeah. It's 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 funny to me. It kind of reminds me of the people that moved Tennessee down to Atlanta because that mm-hmm. happens a lot. There's a lot of people that move from Nashville to Atlanta and from Chattanooga to Atlanta. So it kind of I guess they're kind of uh you know keeping up with what those cities, those states do with each other and kind of moving back and forth mm-hmm.
1: in those types mm-hmm. of things, which
0: it's pretty interesting to me. It kind of cracks me up that uh, it happens. You know, anytime any former Titan is, is a free agent, I'm always thinking there's a good chance they're going to go to Atlanta. <laughs> so. uh, Nashville's
1: Nashville's pretty nice. I got, I got you know, the story of how I ended up in Nashville for the first time is kind of funny. Like, it was um, on a Greyhound. I decided to take the bus. Sometimes I like the little road trip thing, you know, like as opposed to the plane flight and the the, the bus driver didn't show up, so we were – we were stranded in Nashville, so that's how. I, okay. That's how I
0: got introduced to Nashville for the first time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, Nashville. Uh, Nashville is fun. Nashville has its moments, yeah. but you know, one place you will not catch me in Nashville is on Broadway. No. Yeah. I
1: don't want well no on Broadway,
0: especially at night. You won't catch me on Broadway. The rooftops, especially in the summertime. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No, no, you will not catch me down there because it's masses of people down there, and I'm like, nah, I, I'm not about that life anymore. <laughs> no, you're not about a lot of people, so I guess you won't
1: be making a trip to New York anytime soon.
0: Huh? <laughs> no, I, no, I do like. I will say this: I do like New York. I just don't like Nashville's Broadway a lot. When I mean, especially when it's like packed, packed, I just don't. I don't like that. But New York packed is different to me. I, it doesn't really bother me as much because I'm I'm expecting that there yeah nashville it's a little different and it's built a little different so you're like yeah i don't know about any of this so but we have talked a little bit about of course your career uh you know a few of the the athletes and uh your unique style of writing but of course with any show we do always got to have a game okay i've got five questions for you are you ready i'm ready All right, we got NBA 2K or uh, NBA Jams?
1: Well, I never played NBA Jam. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I think I'm a little on the younger side uh, because I think by the time I started playing, like NBA Jam was kind of out of the loop. So it was just live and 2K. And what did you say? You said 2K or Jam or live or Jam? Live Uh or Jam? Um, I mean, I would have to go with what I know. So that would be NBA Live.
0: All right, okay, we got a uh, Juju Smith Schuster or Shaq Griffin. Which interviews you like? Which person do you like uh, more to kind of talk to? Um,
1: they were both very different experiences. Um, with Juju, it wasn't one on one, it was a, it was a Twitter space that we all let be all right. Post um, right. with Shaq, I, I would have to go with Shaq because um, his story, like, I wasn't talking to him about football, I was talking to him about. Um, a cruise event that he that he hosted he was named the godfather so i started the the interview off because i it was kind of like this it wasn't recorded like i didn't post it it was um, an article but we kind of just spoke to each other via zoom and i was like oh you're the godfather like marlon brando and we just started cracking up <laughs> 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 like, we just couldn't stop laughing after that
0: you probably came yeah. in
1: you owe me you owe me <laughs> <laughs> <"There's this." laughs>
0: yeah Oh my goodness. But uh yeah, okay, we've got uh Jordans or Air Force Ones.
1: Mm, I'm gonna go with the forces. I know a lot of people be like, Yes. Oh. But I'm gonna yes. go with oh. it's nothing like a like a clean white force. But you but it, but they you know it's like when you have on forces, it's almost like I don't know. I get a little paranoid because like, one step in the wrong thing <laughs> like it's all white. Like you don't want your forces to be dirty. So I don't wear them very often. It, it's crazy because I have forces, but I do not wear them because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really I'm so paranoid of them getting dirty. So
0: now if you wear them, I would say you probably would have, uh, you know, some Air Force One, the Air Force One song playing potentially in the background. Yeah. Maybe. Right. No, or, wrong. <laughs> i do like that song from back in the day but you know um okay i saw where you you uh let's see i got this one for you i'm gonna i'm gonna bring a silk sonic one to you
1: mm-hmm.
0: anderson pock or bruno mars gotta pick one of them and their music which one you taking
1: i mean i think i i'd have to go with bruno because like i was introduced to bruno years and years ago as a teenager so that was like i kind of bruno reminds me of my high school years like okay. so i would go with him for like the nostalgia okay. and then i like he's like he's like a baby prince baby michael jackson you know like <laughs> kind of like out of all of the current artists he reminds me of them the most so.
0: got you okay and i've got one more for you well i said i've got two more for you Lil john or lecrae mm,
1: i didn't interview Lil john um, I just did a piece mm-hmm. on. Um, oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. I just want. I just want people to know. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah.
1: Um, that piece. I'll go with Lil John because he actually retweeted me. So I was. not
0: expecting
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, He probably
0: retweeted. So I saw what you wrote and said,
1: "Yeah." what yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh my goodness uh, I, I, little john hey i tried it it really wasn't a great impression but fine. uh <laughs> but uh let's see last question yeah or windows to the walls
1: is this in reference to the tweet that i posted the other
0: day? Uh not necessarily but i do like uh, both of those songs <laughs>
1: Um, I, you know what, I'm gonna go with love, get love because, you know, I just, it's tied to a a memory. Like we were, we were on a YMCA trip and I had the most fun camp counselor that year and we were going across the train tracks, you know, they tell you to be quiet so that way you can hear the train. And this camp counselor was like, to the window. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'll go
0: got you and, and you know people are going to kill me cuz I said windows to the walls and didn't give the right name said get low. I know the song the song's name is get low but hey, I was in the moment of thinking of the song. Yeah. So we you need you all to back up back up back up back up. But uh <laughs> that is uh all the questions I have for you. That is the end of the game. I want to thank you again for coming on. Can you please tell everyone where they can find your fantastic work and where they can find you on social media?
1: Um Okay. On IG, I am JL Rucker. That's how you, they can see my name or no? Oh yeah. Okay. So if you can see my name, that's how you spell it. So it's JL Rucker, like Rucker Park. And then on Twitter, it's Rucker JL. So.
0: All right. All right. And of course you can find her work at 1 37 PM. Uh, I will say, you know, check out the little John piece. She's got Mary Kate and Ashley Olson piece as well, I believe. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, go on there and check it out. You got the Juju Smith-Schuster. You got your Shaq Griffins. I mean, you got anything you can think of. She's going to bring a different angle of the slant to it that you probably haven't seen. So, uh, definitely thank you for coming on, JL. Thank everyone for listening. Uh, you've been listening and watching too, touring, to watching Touring the ASC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.